Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hey friend, how has your first week of summer been? Welcome to the last week of June and the beginning of summertime. Here in Ottawa, the weather has been wild, 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 wild this first week of summer. First of all, it's been really, really hot, but not only that, we have a lot of the smoke from the fires in Quebec. So the air has been like really, really thick. It's been hard to like see. It's been harder to breathe. It's been pretty wild. Like I've lived in Ottawa all of my life and I have never experienced this before. And I feel like it puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, and if you don't live in, in Ottawa or know about the fires, there's some fires happening on the Quebec side, really big fires um, that's leading to having really poor air quality here in Ottawa. And yeah, like I was saying, like for me, things like this puts a lot of things in perspective, right? Because it has honestly been hard to breathe, like going outside um, has been more difficult. There's also warnings to not spend too much time outside. Um, so we feel a little bit more stuck inside. And for me, I often have like retro, retrograde is not the word, retrospective, um, like gratitudes, right? Kind of like when you look back and you're like, wow. I really took air for granted, like good quality oxygen for granted. And when that's taken away, right, just kind of like the last few days where it's like, wow, it's really hard to breathe outside. Um, the air is really thick. The air pollution is really high. The air quality is very low. It really makes you realize how, you know, and generally we have it pretty good, like, I never thought about the air quality here in Ottawa. I have always taken that for granted, right? Like, have you thought about that? Like where you live, like the air quality where you live, like, hey, wow, like I can go outside and just breathe and it's fine, right? And I know that not everybody can say that. Like, I know there's different places in this world where the air quality is not great, but coming from a place where it's typically fine to not being fine, really puts things into perspective in terms of what we typically take for granted and things that we just no longer observed, right? Like, and when it's taken away, we start to really be able to reflect on how great it typically is, right? And how grateful we can be for not it being an issue typically and just really having access to that good quality air, Right. And for me, because I work with food and body and relationships, it always brings it back to like our relationship with food and our body. 
Like how many things do we take for granted when it comes to a relationship with food? How many things do we take for granted when it comes to a relationship with our bodies? Right. And I have, um, you know, a few clients who over the years get injured and the, let's say like their mobility changes quite a lot due to the injury. And they will say, you know, like I really took for granted, like all of the things that my body allows me to do. And we're so focused on hating so many parts of our body and shrinking and trying to be different than how we are, that those things that are truly very important that are like really at the, the base of it all are, are like forgotten or overviewed, right? We just don't really think about it much, right? Um, so I'd love to start this podcast by just trying to think about like, what are you grateful for today? What are you grateful for about your relationship with food? Maybe it's like access, you know, like I can go open my fridge right now and there's food in there. Like how great is that? Right. And what are we grateful for when it comes to your body? I think gratitudes can be such a beautiful exercise for us to ground ourselves a little bit back, but also change our perspective. Right. I think life, sometimes we go through life so fast and we kind of stop like observing it for a while. Right. We just kind of like go through the motion of day to day because there's just so much happening that it can lead us to kind of like forget to slow down and observe and check in and see and just be present. And I feel like gratitudes can be such a beautiful way for us to get back to that. All right. Now let's move on. (laughs) Now that we feel grateful for all the things, I want to talk about summertime and how to navigate summertime with ease when we are healing our relationship with food and our body. So I have prepared six tips for us, six things that we are going to go through to make your summer a little bit easier, right? Okay, so let's get started. Hey, hey, before we get into the podcast episode, I do want to tell you about our low-cost workshops. So the Balance Practice is now offering monthly low-cost workshops every month on different topics relating to your relationship with food, relationship to your body, eating disorder recovery, and disordered eating. And this month in July, we are going to have a presentation on communication by one of the social workers at the Balance Practice. So in this presentation, we are going to be talking about communications with your loved ones, right? We know that it takes a village and we know that we're not island. We're not alone on this earth. We don't have to go through recovery alone or through our own healing journey alone. So how do we communicate with our loved ones effectively? So if you want to learn more about communication, bring your friend, bring your spouse and come join us in this low cost workshop. So you can go sign up at www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash LC workshop. All right, let's get back to the episode. All right, before I get to tip number one, I just want to preframe why we're talking about navigating summertime, right? I think a lot of us typically like summer or at least most of my clients do, right? Especially if you live in Canada and you have gone through the winter months, like we typically really do look forward to summertime. But summertime brings a lot of complexities, right? Because oftentimes with summer, what happens is that one, 
Um, with food, we typically maybe have either more access to food or there's just more like food related events, right? More parties, more barbecues, more outings in general. So there may be like more expectations, um, you know, of your loved ones, of your family around like food and again, like food related events. There's also more drinking oftentimes. So that can also kind of impact that relationship with food. Then when it comes to the body, I mean, I feel like that's pretty straightforward, but when it's hotter outside, we tend to wear less clothes, which means that we are maybe showing off more our body than we used to in the winter times, right? In the winter time, we can often like hide behind clothing um, and just wear, you know, different types of clothing that in the winter or in the summertime, we not, we may not do as much of, right? And for folks who may feel disconnected with their body or may have like a lower body image, wearing clothes that are more revealing can be really hard, right? It's like a forced body connection. So that happens. And then also there's more maybe pool times and like bathing suits. And again, just wearing more revealing clothing that can, yeah, just kind of show our body. And then also it forces you to see your body probably a little bit more too, right? Um, and then there's just kind of like social expectations. I think like summertime, if you're an extrovert, it's like your time to shine. And you're like, yes, I see all of my friends. This is great. But if you're maybe more of an introvert, like it can be, yeah, just kind of hard, right? Because there's so many activities, so many things to do or go, go, go. We want to like make the most out of the summertime because it's going to be cold again soon. So there's also kind of those layers as well that can come in and just make it a little bit more complicated. Um, but that's why today I really want us to think about, you know, how do we navigate it, especially if you're someone who is wanting to heal your relationship with food in your body or in the process of healing. And you're like, all right, like, I know that these next few months may be more triggering on these low levels. How do I navigate them? All right. So we're going to start with tip number one. And I think like, I don't know why I put this at number one, because it's probably the most difficult one, but The first thing we want to do is that we want to reject the idea that there is a summer body. We want to reject basically the thin ideal, right? That this summer, you are not trying to shrink your body to fit into this like summer body ideals that we are told that there is, right? This summer, we are just allowing our body to be. And I know this is, again, like a really big one, and it's like an easy thing to just say, and then we actually need to do the work behind it. But rejecting the idea that your body needs to look different this summer is going to support in one relieving quite a lot of pressure because we're not going to start dieting like crazy to reach a goal that's not sustainable. Um, But it just kind of allows us more space to just live, right? Of like, all right, so if my body is already a summer body, Cool. Like we reject that piece that my body does not need to be any different for me to enjoy the summertime, right? My body does not need to be any different for me to enjoy the summertime. Again, this one, we want to dive deeper. So if you are um, working with our team, that's definitely something you're, we're going to be bringing up around this time of year. Um, if you're not yet working with our team or not with another provider, definitely check out our service so we can support you um, through this because we need to unpack, right? The body image work is, is a lot, but we do want to make sure that you are well supported. All right. Number two, it kind of is like goes with number one is that we want to wear comfortable clothing. If we know that we may, you know, show our body more over the summertime, um, 
we want to make sure that we're still feeling very comfortable. So not trying to fit ourselves into clothes, maybe from last year, we're letting that go. We're buying clothes that fit you here and now we're wearing clothes that allows you to live. Right. And like, if you have not yet listened to the podcast on shopping, please do. It was a couple of weeks back. Um, number 143, I think the episode was, and we really talk about this importance of wearing clothes that fit you comfortably. Because it makes a huge difference in how you can show up in this world when you're not worried about your clothing. All right. Number three, we want to plan ahead. This one is also really important because I think like it allows us to then be more present and intentional in the moment when we are able to plan ahead. So when I think of planning ahead, I think of three things. One, like, so we're, we're talking about planning ahead if you have like a barbecue or an event happening. So the first thing that I really like to do and take clients through is a visualization of the event. And I do this because I want, you know, like we want to live intentionally. And I feel like planning and visualizing can be such a great and beautiful way for us to truly live intentionally. So example, if I have a barbecue coming up, I'm going to start visualizing like, how is it going to be when I'm there? How do I want to feel when I'm there? And then what is my intention when I'm there? All right. So that in itself can be really, I find helpful to kind of set the scene for ourselves, right? So if I'm going to a barbecue and I'm thinking about it from that intentional perspective, I'm like, you know what? Like I want to have fun. I want to eat good foods. I want to have, um, you know, good conversation with my siblings. Um, and then I want to play with my dog because my dog is always coming with me. <laughs> Um, so I'm kind of thinking about like, how is the experience going to be for me and how do I want to feel right? And then there can be an intention. I like to do intentions because I feel like it kind of keeps me just more in the present, right? So for example, my intention this time will be connection. Um, I find that doing that can be helpful because if we do start getting overwhelmed throughout the event, we can kind of come back to like, okay, so what was my intention of today? What do I want to get out of today? How can I come back to like here and now, right? And that in itself can be really helpful. I also feel like if you are someone who is in the process of healing your relationship with food, we may want to plan a little bit around food, right? Like kind of figuring out like, hey, what will be there? Um, is there foods that I, like, is there some of my safe foods that I'm going to be able to have? Um, and if there's not, we can always, if it's, especially if it's like a potluck, like bringing foods that you feel safe around, Right. The goal eventually is that like you can go to barbecues and you don't even need to ask what's on the menu because you can just be like, cool, cool, cool. Like whatever it is, like I got it and it's fine. But if you're in the process of healing, like it may actually be a little bit more, you know, nuanced than that, a little bit more difficult. So we may need to plan a little bit more, right? So again, making sure that there are foods that you're going to be able to have, um, maybe some of your safe foods there too, can be really helpful for you just to plan and to know, right? Um. And then we also want to make sure, and we'll talk a little bit more about that too, that we are not like saving any calories for that event, right? Like we're not getting to that event over hungry. Like you're going to make sure that you're eating enough throughout that day. And that like meal is just another meal, right? That part is really important because I see it time and time over where folks will eat less coming up to the event 
because whatever reason, right? Like the control piece, the like not wanting to overdo it piece, but that's never how it works. Like when we do that, we actually tend to be more over hungry and then tend to feel less connected to our body and then tend to actually overeat. Like that's just how our body works, right? So making sure that we eat enough is always the goal. And then in our plan, I also always like to have an exit plan. (laughs) Like if anything happens that I feel unwell, I feel triggered, I feel uncomfortable, what is my exit strategy, right? Because feeling stuck in a place where we feel really uncomfortable is not a good time. Anthony and I, we always have like a, a, a word that we'll say, like when either one of us is starting to be like ready to go or like at our at our max capacity, then we'll have like a, a word where we'll be like, last time was like maple syrup. So like, Hey, did you taste maple syrup in the sauce? Like, no, we didn't. All right, let's go home. <laughs> so you can come up with that. If you, if you have a partner or a sibling that you want to like come up with the word of like, this is going to be our trigger word that we got to go. Um, we could do that. Or just having your own exit plan, right. Of like when I'm going to leave and um, how I'm going to leave and all of the different things, because I think that can be really supportive when we don't feel stuck somewhere. I feel like it's more, more conducive to us, like enjoying um, when we are there. All right. So we are planning ahead. Now the fourth one, and I say this every time I give tips around anything, this one is the one that's a constant. If you go back to all of my podcast episodes, you're always going to hear this tip and I'm probably going to say it for the rest of my life. You need to make sure that we're consistently eating enough. That means the day of the event, we are making sure that we are eating enough, right? Like we're not skipping any meals. We're not skipping any snack. Like we're eating all of our meals, all of our snacks. Life is good. We're well-nourished on our way to the event. The day after the event, we are eating enough and everywhere between that, (laughs) right? Like consistently nourishing your body and making sure your body has enough food is probably the most important thing you can do in your own recovery, right? When we consistently eat enough, our body feels safer. When our body feels safer, there are a lot of things that get a hella easier, right? And I know eating enough is not an easy thing. I know that. I know it's easier said than done, but it is something that we work through. And I would encourage you to connect with a dietitian, an anti-diet dietitian that is, not just a regular dietitian, because we don't want to diet. We want to make sure that we meet with an anti-diet dietitian um, and kind of figuring out what is enough for you. Because my guess is if you have been in diet culture for a really long time, you're probably underestimating how much food you need you probably have been told to try to survive on the like most minimal amount of food that you may think that that's what your body needs. But my friends, our bodies are so expensive to keep alive. We need quite a lot of calories and we need to make sure that we are well nourished and that we have enough. All right. Number five, number five is that we want to engage with our support system, right? Um, I really believe in like building ourselves a really nice support system and community to be able to go through some of these challenges, right? Like healing our relationship with food and body inside diet culture is not an easy feat. What you are doing is difficult, doable, and you're going to do it, right? And it's going to be amazing. And it is amazing. 
And it's not an easy thing to do. So really being able to build your support system and getting the support that you require can be helpful. And I see this from like different levels, right? It can be like a care team, like a dietitian and a therapist to really support you in having healing, maintaining a healthy relationship with food and your body. But it can also be like a parent, a sibling, a spouse, a friend, like you know, communities online, like other folks who can be supportive for you in this journey. Right. And I'm again, really big on community support, like (laughs) sidetrack here, but at the bounce practice, like literally a lot of our services are becoming more of that hybrid model between one-on-one and group, because being part of a community, having a community Being in a group is extremely helpful when we are healing, right? Sidetrack again, second sidetrack. A lot of that is because there is a lot of, there can be a lot of shame involved, right? When we are in a space where a relationship with food and body is not where we want it to be. When you're recovering from your eating disorder, disordered eating, um, the shame can be pretty high. So having a place where you belong can actually be so supportive in reducing the shame that we feel. All right. And then my last tip for you might be a little bit different, but it's going to look at non-food activities. Can you hang out with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, not around food sometimes? <laughs> that one was really hard for me and my family because um, I'm French, French Canadian and Italian. And both my mom's side, both my dad's side are all about food <laughs> all the time. That's how we connect. We connect with food. There's nothing but food when we are with our family, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when you are healing can be a difficult thing, right? If the only way we get to connect is with food and food is still kind of triggering, it can be very difficult to connect. So propose to have non-food related activities. So it could be something along the lines of, you know, doing crafts, doing a puzzle, going to the beach, going for a walk, right? So we're going to want to see if we can do some of those other activities that are not, again, food related, right? Again, it's going to be helpful to create connections outside of food. So let's do a quick recap of the six tips to make this summer a little bit easier. So one, we want to reject the idea of having a summer body. Two, we want to wear comfortable clothes. Three, we want to plan ahead. Four, we want to make sure that we are eating enough. Five, we want to build our support system and rely on them. And six, we want to engage in non-food activity. Boom. So I hope that you're going to be able to navigate the summer with ease, enjoy the summertime as you know much as you can, and have it be an intentional summer. And if you are in the process of healing your relationship with food and your body this summer, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you because it's such a big deal, right? You focusing on your recovery this summer is a big, big deal. And I just want you to know that you should be so, so proud of you and continue. And I hope you have all of the support that you need as you are on this journey. And on that note, my friend, again, I am inviting you to join us for our July low cost workshop. Every month we host different workshops on different topics. Next month, we are talking about communication, which is such an interesting topic that I think a lot of us can do better at. (laughs) to be honest with you like even myself i'm like so excited because communication is like something that we all do as humans but 
not many of us have taken like communication courses, right? Like how do we communicate effectively with one another, especially when we're like in long-term relationship, like with friends and family members and loved ones and partners, like communication is such a big deal. So I hope that you are going to come with us. I hope that you're going to be there. It's going to be so much fun. And on that note, my friend, I will catch you next week in the next podcast episode.